Big Fluff. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And with me, Lars Periwinkle. How's it going? Hey, what's up, money? Money? Is that is that like a cool new thing that we're doing? Yeah, I was bringing back money. I was trying to be real casual about it, but now you brought attention to it, it might not be so cool. But yeah, I would start calling people money again. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, there were cool people that used to do that, and then it stopped. So uh, I'm, I'm going to bring it back. You know what I think ruined it was the movie Swingers. Oh, yeah. And they didn't even use it the right way. No. Ugh. It was just, yeah. Like, because now when you say money. Also, what were the, man, what was it? The sports junkies in D.C.? That's a, uh-huh. that's a D.C. Uh, deep cut for all our fans. But, yeah, I know they, they were really into calling people money. I think that it was those two things that killed it, if I had to guess. Oh, okay. Well, then, shit. We can start over yeah, so- if you want. I won't do that anymore. No, it's there. I'm it, I, for the record. I am now money. So you you live with that. <laughs> live with okay, your failure. <laughs> live with your failure, man. It is like it's really fascinating. I feel like we've been talking about John Favreau a lot on the show lately. But like, mm-hmm. it's fascinating to remember that his career really started with swingers, with swingers, and with being the the nerdy best friend in uh, Rudy. Prior to that, which is yeah, uh, bizarrely, Rudy things, was he was gutter in PCU. He was the gut man. Yeah, but I even think that was which is a great role. Yeah, which was a fantastic role. But I even think that was after that was a little bit later. Post that was post swingers, wasn't it? PCU. Um, I want to say no. Only because I remember, well, maybe not. I don't remember when Swingers came out. I thought Swingers was later. I thought Swingers was like late 90s. PCU would have been like 95 or some shit, right? Well, only if there was something in Swingers that made it very clear that it took place during a very specific window of time in the history of America, like a dance craze that was only popular for a few right. years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what a mess. What a mess that decade was. It was. It was the best, though. Was it? No, it just. <laughs> I was just young then. Yes, yes, that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of Favreau, you know what? No, you know what? Put a pen in that. We're gonna come back okay. to that guy later because I don't. Okay. I don't want to start the show with this. I want to start the show somewhere more fun, and I want to start the show uh, in, in the place that you are broadcasting from that, uh, I spent a lot of time in and I'm obviously very fond of, I want to talk about Baltimore a little bit. Uh-oh. Okay. This is from artnet.com. I'm going to read the headline. Mm-hmm. John Waters has pledged to donate his art collection to the Baltimore museum. Once he dies, so long as it names its bathrooms after him. That's a good idea. Yeah. Isn't that, doesn't that just make you happy? Like, doesn't that just light up a part of your brain that's been dormant since, I don't know, like 2016? <laughs> <laughs> what, I, I mean, is it the, the, the Baltimore Museum of Art? Is that the one that he's talking about? Yeah, the I Baltimore Museum the of Art. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's 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 very cool. Now, have they expressed any interest in You're accepting doing this collection? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I promise I'll donate it to you. Ah, we're good. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, he did. I'm like scanning this article. He did stipulate that the art can't be sold because. Uh, I guess the museum has been uh, known controversially for selling some works uh, over time. Uh, but yeah, it says that the gift includes pieces uh, from artists, including uh, Diane Arbus, Thomas DeMann. What's that? Oh, did I mispronounce? <laughs> Diane Arbus. I feel like I'm going to butcher all these. My wife went to art school and I did not. So, Dear Orbis. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to just go ahead? Would you like to read the names of the... Oh, oh God. Watch me butcher like the next one. <laughs> I only know Deanne Orbis because my uh, photo teacher, Mr. Cook at uh, Carver Center for Arts and Technology, had a massive um, photo book library. Uh, let's see, Dan Arbus, uh, Thomas, I'm going to say Demand. Watch me, I won't pronounce any of these right. I know Nan oh, Golden, uh, Christian Marclay, Catherine Opie, Gary Simmons, Cy Twombly. Oh, yes, Cy Twombly, that's pretty cool. Andy Warhol and Christopher Wool. There you go. I, I recognize one of those names. It's probably the same one I recognize. Is it Andy Warhol? Yeah, here's the thing. Look, here's the thing about Andy Warhol is I've seen that art so many times because it's an installation that travels and also he did a lot of art. Uh, just you can just look at him online. Like if you get a print, I promise it looks just like the real thing. Yeah. Did you ever see when he painted that soup can? Yeah, or just get a can of soup because it <laughs> looks just like that. It does. Uh, it yes. looks like the soup. Like I, you know, I think he probably really had like a can of soup that he was looking at because he really <laughs> captured it. <laughs> um, yeah, like the the Night's Watch um, starry starry night. Um, th there are some pretty famous works of art where it is a different oh, so, you know Jackson Pollock it's different to be actually standing in his presence and looking at it Andy Warhol not so much at least not for me but yeah yeah look there's Marilyn Monroe four times <laughs> looks just like the thing I've seen before what's really funny is it's like at some point it's indistinguishable the people that just started parodying that style and like his actual later works I think they're just the yeah. same it's just and that was really that was really his point like he made it to be parodied yeah. so that like he was trying to demonstrate that art is a parody of itself and consumerism is both the death and the lifeblood of the art movement. I think this is probably a good time to announce that we're pivoting to, we're going to be an art uh, podcast. We're just going to talk a lot about art and artists and, really, oh, okay. and movements, you know, in art. It's really what we're qualified to yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and by movements, we mean how shitty that painting of a Sioux cam was. <laughs> it's just some schmuck from Pittsburgh that was trying to get laid for a while. Oh, man. Now I'm just imagining that movements pun makes me think that's why John Waters wants to name the bathrooms after himself. Yes, it's pretty good. This is my artistic movement. <laughs> I do. That guy's great. By the way, John Waters. Like I, I miss. He, great. he he accidentally spilled a drink on me one time and offered to buy me another one. He was he, he couldn't have been nicer. Yeah, like I miss the fact that like when you live in Baltimore, that that is sort of a rite of passage. Is that, that at some point you will walk past uh, John Waters or encounter him somewhere if you spend enough time right. in the city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's just around. Yeah. He's pretty much the easiest person to run into. Well, he's also so ridiculously recognizable. Like, he always yeah, sure. dresses exactly like... Like, as I think he knows. Like, because I feel like if you ever were walking around and you ran into John Waters, but he was in, like, sweatpants, you'd be like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just yeah, wearing, he like, a, a sweatshirt with a crab on it and just, like, some sweatpants. Like, 
Like, I feel like he has to put on a suit, like, with an ascot to take his trash out, or else people are disappointed. Yeah, or just, you know, probably some silk pajamas. Well, yeah, okay, that's fair. Like, he, yeah, yeah. I, I think people would accept silk pajamas, but, like, if you ever just saw him in, like, you know, I don't know, <laughs> like a t-shirt. It'd be weird if he was in a t-shirt, right? Yeah, it really would be. It's like it's the same thing with Paul F. Tompkins. You'll you'll see a picture of him and he's not wearing um a really fancy suit. You're like, that's that's not that's not right. And on the other side of the coin, when I see someone like um like a you know, some big monster man, like a football player, like a LeVar Arrington or The Rock or like John Cena and they're wearing a suit, you're like look you don't have to wear a suit. Like that looks ridiculous on you because yeah. you're a giant. You can just wear something comfortable. I mean, like a zip up is fine. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It doesn't look right. That is like those are the funniest things when it's like the ESPN awards or something, uh, where like it's just a room full of athletes in suits, and you're like, why? Yeah, the the yards and yards of fabric it took to make that suit is ridiculous. And you look so uncomfortable. It's cutting off the circulation to your head, I can tell. Just loosen it. Look, honestly, you can just wear a t-shirt everywhere you go. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. You just work Or just workout clothes. We imagine that when you're not in... Co- and, you know, speak... Yes. The Rock can just wear the khaki explorer outfit everywhere he goes because he wears that in every movie yeah he looks good and comfortable in them so just you can wear a vest with a bunch of pockets in it and like some khaki pants and some boots that's fine yeah yeah no i like (laughs) that is funny that like didn't we piece that together at one point that between uh, the Jumanji and then what was it? there was like another movie that came out around that time that they were like slightly different. Like it looked like they had to go out and oh, just, just let him keep the khakis and like the. Yeah, he, he just he just wears the thing. That's fine. It's also you're not going to reuse that stuff. Who else is going to fit into it? Like, yeah. <laughs> And I think at one point there were like three different movies in the theater at the same time that he was in and he was wearing the same costume in all three of them. Yeah. With variations on a theme. By the way, I was really, I don't think we've talked about this. I don't know if you and I have talked about this, but I feel like this has been a thing that's been on my mind lately. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but uh, I was trying to decide because the rock seems like unequivocally to be the biggest wrestler turned movie star. Like, I don't really think there's a debate at this point. He's, he's no. gotta be number one. Yeah. Who, who's like, who fills out the rest of like, who's number two, who's number three, you know, maybe do we want to try to do a top five? I'm like really sure, curious. We can do a top five because so, so I think he's one for sure. Like the rock, that, think, yeah, the rock yeah. is unequivocally the yeah. most successful rock. And we knew that when we knew that was coming, when he was still just strictly a wrestler because he would not take a bump and he's not taking a shot to the face. No. He knew where his money was going to be coming from. No, that that's actually I like where I started this thought process is it's funny to me because if you uh, love nineties wrestling, then you know that the two biggest stars in the nineties were definitely him and stone cold Steve Austin. And while Stone Cold inspired a generation of bald guys to just like shave their heads and grow goatees, um, Stone Cold was a wrestler through and through. Like, that's what he wanted to do. I also think he's a little bit older than The Rock, but like, clearly his aspirations were wrestling, you know? And The Rock, it was always clear, had like one foot out the door, like in terms of like wanted to go to Hollywood. I think that was always the plan. He came from a wrestling family. He knew that was his way in, but I think he always wanted to go to, you know, like to be a movie star. And uh, it's interesting because Stone Cold just kind of when he retired, you know, he does like a couple of things where you know, like he, I think he hosts like a Broken Skull Ranch show or something. He does a podcast, uh, but he, you don't really see him all that much. Yeah, yeah, you, he um doesn't, and it's weird because he was um arguably or maybe inarguably just as popular as The Rock. But before The Rock showed up, he was the face of WWE, and he, it was just. 
he he just never made that turn into into an actor. Like I don't know if he didn't have the chops or he wasn't interested or whatever, but he was the face of of at the time WWF for many many years and he held his own even as the rock grew in popularity and other people got a push there was still an eruption when when stone cold came in stone cold <laughs> no i mean because stone cold like he has that thing where like i i honestly think he's better than the rock at like working a crowd in terms of like cutting promos just like the stone cold yeah. stunner is the greatest finishing move that's ever existed like it just, get the fuck out you really think that what what's better? <laughs> because tell how do you, me, like, how do you how do you think it's what what makes it the best for you? What makes it the best is try to I defy you to find something more satisfying than Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> taking a beer, handing it to someone, that person thinking that they have befriended Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then getting kicked in the midsection and stunned. It's fun every time. It is. I think I think what works so well about that being the finisher is the fact that it happens so quickly. Like it's yeah. a kick, it's a kick to the gut and then he turns around and your, your skull is bouncing off his shoulder. It happens so quickly. Yes. Yeah. I guess I was kind of thinking about uh, finishers that look more painful or more dangerous or like might, might seem more devastating, but that one does. It happens so quickly. And yeah. so often that it is, it is really good. No, I think that's what it is, is like, obviously, like, you know, I mean, if you're a guy that can do like a 450 splash off the top rope, like that's always going to be visually more compelling. But the brilliance right. of the stunner is in its simplicity in that, like, you can do it anywhere and make it look cool. Like, it doesn't require a lot of setup or like just, yeah, the, like you're saying, the, the quickness with which it can be dispensed, I think, is what makes it so much fun. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This the stunner is great. It's like he hands him a beer. Everything's cool now. Stunner, stunner. Yeah. And you want it. You know it's coming, and it still is so satisfying. And I think that's the thing. And it's it's a difference in styles of. You know, The Rock, I mean, The Rock Bottom is not a great finisher. It's It no. looks kind of awkward, but The People's Elbow is super fun. But that's the exact opposite, where it's like, it's it so, forever. it's so extravagant and takes so uh -huh. long to execute <laughs> that it's like, yeah, it's yeah, a it's journey. A la, it's a la the big leg drop of, yeah. we, we're all accepting that this is extra devastating, but it's because you pretty much do a, 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 a dance routine beforehand so you oh, have yeah. some choreography and then you land this simple move and we all know that that's a big deal yes but yeah that that's the sort of the opposite end of the, the finisher spectrum uh-huh uh, uh -huh. okay but we, we have we're we're <laughs> off task lars this is this is important work that we're doing so Stone Cold, yeah. I mean, he he had that movie with. Remember the Prison Island movie? I don't even. I think was it called The Condemned? It's the only movie I remember oh, Stone Cold being in. Oh, that's being right. In. That's right. Yeah. I actually saw that and forgot about its existence. It's sure, the only, it's called yeah. the, the Condemned. It's Prison Island movie. Yeah, I'm also. I'll forever be disappointed that Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't show up in uh, the actual. Like he filmed a thing, like that was just a fun little commercial or whatever. But he, the fact that he didn't show up in the Good Place after uh, Kristen Bell's character talked about how he was the only man that she, the only two people that Eleanor Shellstrop had ever said she loved were Stone Cold Steve Austin and a guy in a bar who she mistook for Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I like. I don't think. I don't think he would be in no. the top five. No, 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 he's definitely not in the top five because he he's not. It's very sporadic that he's ever even appeared in anything, and you forgot the one his biggest movie. You didn't even remember that you watched. So it's definitely didn't not remember him. It, no. I yeah. think I'm going to propose who I think is number two, but I I'd be open to other suggestions. Okay, I actually think it's Dave Batista. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, yep. <laughs> I don't have, I, I just concur. Um, not been in a lot of things, but, uh, been in really, really big things. Yes. And was, you know, high profile. I mean, getting Drax obviously is huge. Like he's Drax mm -hmm. in, like, he's, he's 
in the end of Avengers Endgame, the like culmination of like yeah, totally. you know a decade of work by the, the MCU. Like, uh, mm-hmm. and he's it's not like he's just there. You know, he's it's not like when Pepper Potts shows up in that battle. Like he's a <laughs> oh rescue never gets any respect. <laughs> but like you know, it's he's a a like just he's a part of the guardians of the galaxy and he's great and people love him and he's ridiculous as a character. That whole bit where he thinks he can be invisible if he doesn't move. Yeah. Like he does it's comedy really well. Like you're, you're a mean. Yes. And also he's funny. And then he got his own comedy movie with the likes of uh Kumail Nanjiani, mm-hmm. you know, like this, that's not, that's not a small deal either. Plus like, I mean, he's had, uh, he was in a James Bond movie. Like he's been, he's played in like mm-hmm. the heavy in a number of like high profile movies at this point too. Yeah. That yes, guy's great. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right. Two. So no, no debate then. So we got number two. I think this is where mm-hmm. it gets difficult mm-hmm. because, all right, I'm going to, how about this? I'm going to throw out some names okay. of people that I feel like are in the conversation, but we got to wait it. Um, Definitely John Cena, I think, is in the conversation. He can be in the conversation. Um, I mean, the you know, to to not just focus on Mana, to go back a little bit, we got to talk about Roddy Roddy Piper. We do indeed. Uh, and then I think you got, I mean, Jesse Ventura is there. Oh, so. shit. I forgot about his ass. Yeah. I mean, he has... Probably the most iconic line that any wrestler has ever said in a movie with the yep. I ain't got time to bleed in Predator. Yep. I mean, should we entertain Hogan just because I guess he deserves it? We have to. We have yeah. to. I, I don't think he's cracking the top five, if I'm being honest, but he, he deserves to be brought up. Mm-hmm. So we got those four. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting. Um, well, we have to at least mention Andre. <laughs> Oh, you know, that's true. If you want to yep. talk about, like, it's really only one role, but it's super iconic. And there they were, four white horses. And I thought, <laughs> there's four of us, if we ever find the lady. Hello, lady! <laughs> yeah. Also, just, I will never tire of listening to that entire cast talk about how much they loved Andre the Giant. Yes, no one has ever said a bad word about that man. At the closest anyone comes was uh he was so drunk. <laughs> yeah. He drank a hundred beers is usually yeah. how they <laughs> He drank sixty bottles of wine that night. By the way, I like she's not in this conversation, but I do want to give a shout out since we've only talked about men. I thought it was cool. I know you told me before we started that you hadn't seen it yet, but uh, mm. Sasha Banks was in uh, this week's episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So that was neat to see. Well, also, uh, well, I guess it happened afterwards. I was about to say uh, Ronda Rousey, but she kind of stopped doing movies so she could be a wrestler, huh? Yeah. Yeah. She had already done like the Fast and the Furious stuff before. Uh, and, the, and the Expendables. Yeah, so I don't think Rousey counts because yeah, that okay, was all that enough. was all that UFC fame, right? But I feel are we forgetting anyone? Is this kind of the the top tier? Um, um, I can't think of anyone else. But my my knowledge of movies uh, of um, wrestlers is not as vast as yours. I had written down. Uh, Mick Foley, but he doesn't really show up in a lot of movies, he, but he's been in, I was remembering him because he's been in fan, a couple of fantastic documentaries, but th- those aren't really movies. It's just Mick Foley. Yeah, cool. no, his, I mean, obviously I love Mick Foley and his Santa Claus documentary is highly, I great. highly recommend that. Yeah. It's really delightful. Yeah. That's and, great. I feel like- and look, if you also we're getting, I know right now we're in, um, we're in, you know, gobble, gobble, turkey season. But we're almost we're also in the Christmas time season um, for for some and close for others. If you haven't seen the Santa Claus documentary, I am Santa Claus. You you gotta watch it. It's a it's a really it's a really easy documentary to watch. It's a lot of fun. And at the end, and I'm not gonna ruin anything for you. This Mick Foley manages with 
with a with a bit of doing, he manages to make his youngest son actually believe that he has met Santa Claus. No, it's <laughs> in truly a way delightful. that was so fantastic that I started to believe again. And I'm like, this got to be him, right? <laughs> Which, if if you're not familiar with Mick Foley, I want to tell you two things about Mick Foley. In a, he is a hardcore wrestler who is predominantly known for falling off the top of a 20-foot cage and uh, for doing things like having his ear ripped off for in for real in a match against no. Vader in Germany. Uh, and he unequivocally loves Christmas so much that he has a Christmas room in his house year-round. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Also, friends with Tori Amos and... Uh, you know, just uh, like utterly delightful, best-selling author. He's a really fascinating guy, Mick Foley. He is. Absolutely. He contains multitudes. <clears throat> but yeah, like... Yes, if indeed, we're just but, a- but acting, not so much. Which no. is weird because he's, I think, um, especially for the, the three very distinct personas he had in wrestling, I thought he was a fantastic fantastic actor but i guess he he understands that his skills might not translate to movies so he hasn't done that but yeah probably of wrestlers doing acting while as wrestlers probably the best actor like in terms of yeah yeah. i don't know of a better one really um yeah because usually wrestlers tend to play a lot of times now it it tends to be like a heightened version of themselves right Um, right right but uh, but yeah, no, I think this is a good list. I like because I'm just running through. I know that like Becky Lynch has started doing stuff recently, but like okay. not. Uh, I think she was on a Showtime show, like Billions. I want to say it was, and okay. uh, uh, I mean Paige from the WWE had a movie made about her life, but she wasn't actually even in it. So, um, and then there was like <laughs> there was that Golden Time, uh, which what probably ten years ago at this point when. <laughs> All WWE wrestlers, because they ran SmackDown on the CW, like would just show up on like Smallville or something, which I think is how Batista actually got his start. The first time I ever saw Batista act in anything was fighting Clark Kent. I think he was some kind of Kryptonian or something. Oh, no shit. uh, That's another DC Marvel crossover. I'm writing that one down. What's that? The oh, DC Marvel crossover. He's another one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, No, because he... I can't even remember what character he played, but I just remember that he played... I think it was like a Kryptonian monster that Clark Kent had to round up. Okay. But, like, there was a time when a lot of wrestlers just would pop up on CW yeah. shows. Yeah, remember um, remember when, uh, when The Rock was on an episode of Voyager? Yeah, yeah. He, oh. did the, he did the eyebrow and The Rock bottom. It was not good. You know, I mean, unfortunately, God, like it's it's kind of depressing thinking about her post WWE career. But like, I, I am thinking about China who um, oh. did some acting, but then I feel like she primarily got known for more like reality TV type it stuff. Was reality TV, yeah, yeah, and also she had that uh, adult film career for a moment with X Pac. <laughs> like, That's right. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so I think that's... Also, I mean, I guess just to get him out of the way, The Miz uh, got a start as a reality no, TV star. We're not we're not talking about The Miz. But I think... So we got Rock 1, Batista 2, and then names that we have in play, I think, to recap, are John Cena, Rowdy Roddy mm-hmm. Piper, uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. I don't think I even wrote John Cena down. That's how I'm uninterested I am. I mean... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you not write him down or is he on your list but you can't see him? (laughs) I thought... (laughs) I tried really hard not to laugh at that. (laughs) Uh, John, John, what I don't like, remember when John Cena made that movie called The Marine and then all of a sudden he started acting like he was, he was a Marine at one point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. He wore dog tags for like the rest of his wrestling career <laughs> and, and he, saluted when he, people. When he came out, he would salute. What the fuck? Not an actual Marine. 
Just not an actual Marine. I don't like, I, I, I can only think, I never saw that. I, I know he. Don't forget his movie 12 Rounds, where the villain was the guy who played Littlefinger in uh, in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carcetti. I always forget his name. He's an Irish guy. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, it's, it's Adrian something, isn't it? I feel like he's Oh, yeah, he's I, think that's, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, I just don't... Here's the thing. I got no problem with John Cena. I actually... The, the times he, he is... He shows up being himself on these fun things. He actually seems like a really cool dude. Uh, but like his movies haven't been successful, right? And he like he pops up and will be hilarious for a moment, and that's cool. But he had that that one movie Blockers, where I think there, it was about parents stopping their their high school daughters from getting laid. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was cock blockers was what was implied by yeah. the title, that they were cock blocking their children. I actually heard from people that that movie was better than the premise implied, but okay. I never saw it. Like, uh, But yeah, he had that. I mean, probably the most high profile thing Cena's done is that he was in Knocked Up, um, that Amy Schumer. He dated Amy Schumer in... Are not knocked up. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. That I'm was, seeing the wrong. Um, yeah. Train wreck. Train wreck. Why did I say knocked yeah. up? My brain. I think because no, you know not. what it is. I think my brain went because Amy Schumer just made an HBO thing where she's pregnant. I think my brain somehow. But train Understood. wreck. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was weird. No, no, it's really okay. No, remember um, when Amy Schumer was in Knocked Up and then she started complaining about her Grey's Anatomy writers and, and, <laughs> and then complaining about being in Knocked Up? Yeah, that's right. That's right. She did that weird Gerard Butler movie after that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so he did. He, I know he also was in the movie Bumblebee, which weirdly just like came yeah, and went. He's done some voice acting too. He's got to be on this list, even even though I think I think it's kind of sporadic. He the guy works in fucking film. I mean, there's, he, there's no way to deny that. Did they announce that he's going to be in a Fast and Furious movie, or is that just? Am I just assuming that's inevitable? Like, oh, I, I don't fucking know, man. I, I feel I like give they just maybe said that he was like, is he playing Dom Toretto's brother? I think that might be true. No, hold on. No, I, <laughs> I think that is actually true. Like, I'm now kind of remembering. I mean, this year has been such a like lost year, but in my head, I'm like, did I watch? A trailer for the new Fast and the Furious movie where John Cena was Dom Toretto's brother. And I feel like I did. That's crazy. I know they made that. They did that press release and said, uh, the 11th Fast and Furious is going to be the last. And I said, 11? <laughs> there have been 11. <laughs> I don't even think they've done that. Well, I don't. They're Also, their numbering doesn't make any sense either. Mm. Yeah, I doesn't make any sense. Okay, well he's got to be on the list, and I'm going to go ahead and write down John Cena. Yeah, John Cena plays Jacob Toretto. <laughs> so nine movies about family, and we didn't hear about this brother. He was he, well, you know. I think what happened is that they were kind of estranged, so Dom uh, didn't see him. <laughs> I hate to warn you, Lars. There's a rule of three, so I have to make one more of those before the end of the show. Uh, Just no, but you okay. Can, you can actually you can do what you want. It's a free country. Uh, okay, but so we'll come back. We'll put a pin in John Cena for now. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have. So let's, you know what? Let's just talk about Hulk Hogan. I just want to get him out of okay. the way. Sure. So what's the case for Hulk Hogan? I mean, for sure, uh, he was in Gremlins 2, which I just rewatched, which is his mm -hmm. best work. Um, it was very good. Yeah. He was in that. He did a lot of bad movies. He was definitely the first. You got to give him that, that like he, he was the biggest star in the 80s in wrestling. He mm -hmm, tried mm -hmm. to transition. He had his Thunder in Paradise TV show. Um, That's right. That was one about the boat. It was a super cool boat. Yeah. That, I think yeah. the boat was called Thunder. I don't know. 
Maybe. Um, I don't know if it was like a kit situation. I don't really remember the setup. Right, but he, right, he, right. He, he did boat-related crimes, I guess, and he drove a boat around or something. Okay. <laughs> so there's that. Um, he, he was in... What was the... Was it Three Ninjas? He, I know he was in a ninja, like kid ninja movie. It could have been. I saw. I saw Three Ninjas in the theater in in Albert Lee, Minnesota. But uh, that was the that was the only time I saw it. Definitely Suburban Commando. Don't want to forget that Suburban Commando for sure. Uh, no Holds Barred with uh, Zeus uh-huh. Tiny Lister. That's right. That's right. No Holds uh, Barred. Yeah. The movie's so good, they turned it into a wrestling angle. Uh, mm-hmm. Where uh, it, it was so dumb because it was a it was a movie where they were playing fictional wrestlers, like in the future or something. It was like some kind of underground wrestling thing. But then they to promote the movie, they implied that he and and Zeus Lister uh, like got into it on the set in real, and they had some real beef to settle in a right, real wrestling right, sure. ring. Right around the time the movie was released. Yep. Old Tiny Lister. Um, The best part of The Dark Knight. Just going to throw it out there. That's a good... That's a... Yeah. Give it to me. (laughs) Um, Steep drop-off after that, though. Like, pretty much 1991 happened, and then the Hulk stopped happening. Well, and... It's been a barrage of not good revelations about Hulk right, Hogan right. since. Basically, he had that reality show where we learned that he had a family. And mm-hmm. then uh, pretty much from there, it's just been a lot of bad personal stories. Um, getting caught on a sex tape saying racist things on a sex tape. That happened. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I mean, Hulk Hogan is definitely, I think we can, can we, uh, like, I felt like he had to be discussed, but I, can we just uh, agree that he's not making this top five? Yeah. I'm going to cross it off. All right. He's getting cut. So. Not because, not because he's a jerk, even though he is, he's off the list because he didn't make the transition. He tried a couple times. It never worked. Yeah, he was the first, but and and maybe in some way uh he he helped to to pave the way for but it definitely he does he didn't make it. Gremlins no. 2. That was the peak. Yep. Uh all right. So now we got Jesse the Body Ventura. Yes. Um look, uh Predator and the Running Man. He's, those he's are got, two those are high iconic profile. action films of the 1980s, and he killed it in both of them. Yeah, became a governor after his movie career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of Minnesota, so I think we do have to lay. Like... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, yeah. No, this is my new thing. I'm just uh, uh, I'm starting Minnesota? a feud. I'm starting a feud with Minnesota. So I decided. Come on, don't do it. My name's Lars. You know, I have family in Minnesota. That's yeah. That's probably true. I also i I've learned apparently there's a there's a fair amount of uh, uh, Irish and uh, Viking crossover DNA wise. So you know. yes, yes. Well, the, the Vikings had those boats and yeah. uh, and, and conquered um, Ireland. And a, a hunger, a hunger. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say. Well, it's also it seems like they went to conquer Ireland and then we're like, you know what? We could just stay. It seems nice here. It's like yeah. we're just gonna integrate. So not not as much snow. I guess we can grow stuff. <laughs> All right, but yeah. So Ventura, he's got both of those movies. He's in Batman and Robin as a prison guard. Oh, that's right. I think those are all the high profile ones. I think it drops off. I think he now doesn't he like host a conspiracy show or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that weird compound down in Mexico. Yeah, he went. Uh, <laughs> He went a particular direction in life, it seems like. <laughs> he did indeed. <clears throat> he did indeed. Oh, you know what he um you know what he he enjoys down there in his compound in Mexico? Fishbowl margaritas. That was nice, yeah. Yeah, who is it that uh that does the impression? That was that was, that was for Andy. I don't know yeah. if he if he listens to this show still or not, but he he encourages me to do that impression, I think, because he knows it's not very good. <laughs> I still enjoy, I enjoy as a as a connoisseur. 
uh, of bad impressions. I enjoy it as well. It's so, so. the only thing I can say. Fish bowl margarita. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how are we feeling about Ventura? I don't know. Do we... Um, that's, well, I mean, our names are, they were running out of names here. It's hard not, look, when it's a successful movie, every time you go into it and give it a shot, then it, it's hard not to pay attention to that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Write them. Write them down. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's. We got to start placing these people. But we got. I saved the hardest two for last. Okay. Because. All right. Well, let's just let's do this one. So Andre oh, okay. the Giant. Mm-hmm. Andre the Giant really only has one role, but it is. I, you know what, Lars, I'm going to say it. Okay. It's the best role on the, of any wrestler on this <laughs> list. It's if you're, if you're only going to be known for one movie, why not a, a true classic, you know? Oh, so you're speaking of course of John Carpenter's They Live starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Uh, no, I was save I was saving Piper on purpose because Piper's career is hard. Like that, that's the one that's going to be hard for me to to properly assess because they live <laughs> great and Piper's great. But yeah, I'm talking about the Princess Bride. Um, yes, uh, Fezzik is an iconic role in in every sense or definition of the word. Fezzik is an iconic role that could have only been embodied by one man. And they then Rob Ryder found him in Andre the Giant. I have I have no case against that. I'm gonna be honest. I want to just place him three. I really do. I just I don't know. That's where my heart is because it's so like because I want to listen to everybody who was on that movie talk about him being in that movie for the rest of my life. I also just like everybody knows the Princess Bride, like. You don't look so good. You don't <laughs> smell so good. We are the brute squad. <laughs> I I missed on purpose. No, I did that on purpose. I don't have to miss. <laughs> I do <sighs> love the idea. Like there is an amazing, and I, I have to assume it's still on HBO Max. There's a documentary about Andre the Giant that's so good. But I do love the idea that someone just found him in France one day. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he was just there. Like, I always picture him kind of in a field, maybe dressed not dissimilar to how he was dressed in The Princess Bride. Just yeah, like, no, totally. In a out. field, he's got, he's got a cow on each shoulder taking yeah. them to the barn. Bonjour! And someone just saw him one day in his small town in France and was just like, would you like to be the most like famous uh-huh. person ever? Would you like to instantly have a wrestling career that will? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or even like I, he found them because they saw <clears throat> a cart leaving this small French village and it was it was just full of wine, cheese and bread. And they said, where do you take that? Oh, this is this is to feed Andre. He is our economy. Yeah. We all work to feed Andre. <laughs> well, where's Andre? <laughs> Follow me, monsieur. You shall meet Andre. He is a god among men. <laughs> I also just love to like, and this is, I remember Hogan talking about this with like WrestleMania three, where uh, Hulk Hogan picked up Andre the giant and body slammed him. And he talks about the fact that it was like, I, only could do that because Andre let me body slam him. Like, if you talk to anyone who wrestled Andre the Giant, it was very much like, look, like, you can feel however you want to feel about wrestling, but, like, it was real when you wrestled Andre in that, like, if he didn't want you to do a move, you couldn't do that move. It's it's not happening. Yeah. He had to help you because he was literally a giant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, Andre's Andre's on this list. There's no, there's no argument about that. But is he three? Um, can we can we lock him no. into three or do you? Wanna... I'm terrible about this number stuff. So we got Brock, um, Batista, who um, I don't know if I ever told you I was um, I was <clears throat> watch. I think I was watching after my sister's kids. Or no, you know what, my folks. 
my folks and I were, were watching my sister's kids we were hanging out at her house because her, um, my sister and her husband were at a, a baseball game and they came back and, um, uh, they usually have pretty good seats cause they're season ticket holders. They like, they like the, the nationals baseball and, um, talking to my brother-in-law and he said, Hey, you know, like, uh, like a few rows back from us right on the end, I kept seeing him when, when I was going up to, um, uh, to get beer, uh, that, uh, that big guy, I think he's in the, the Marvel movies. He's a DC guy. I said, was it Dave Batista? Yeah, that's the guy. He was just a couple rows behind us. Well, you just, you just kept passing Dave Batista for the entirety of a baseball game and didn't say shit. Yeah, it's, no. No. Okay. I, I, yeah. yeah. Dave so, Batista is great. Batista, Andre, and then also, I guess we've, I was just going to say, never forget that when James Gunn was unfairly like the target of some bullshit, like trying to get him canceled for joke tweets. Never forget that Dave Batista was his loudest defender who straight up was That's like, right. I won't do this if he doesn't come back. That's right. He had plenty of defenders, but that was his loudest one. Other people were tenant because it's hard. It's difficult when it's, a you know, <sighs> I'm not saying social justice shouldn't exist, but that was, that was, he was a hard target and it was unfair. And some people were afraid to speak up, which it is sometimes scary to speak up. It was not scary for Dave Batista. He was very verbal about this is fucked up. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's a tough thing too, cause you're contracted to make these movies by Disney, mm -hmm. regardless of what they decided to do. Like That's that was right. the thing is like, you don't really have the power to not do it but like yeah batista was very clear like he he clearly loves james gunn and appreciates the fact that like because i know that james gunn has talked about the fact that he did have to sell marvel on hiring a wrestler to play drax yeah 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 totally, totally. but uh all right well so all right well so we're just we're penciling andre in this top five we'll, we can quibble about where but we got three so we still, we have, what, two spots left and three people? <laughs> I think that's where we're at. Well, yeah. I thought we were settled on the other two with um, Cena and Ventura, but I don't like it anymore because, look. We haven't talked about Piper yet, though. That's right. Like, I think John Cena is working steady. Jesse Ventura has had some pretty iconic roles. Um, my argument with Roddy Piper begins and ends with They Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Honestly, no, well, you know what? It begins with they live and it ends with the maniac on It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> Which is a great. No, uh, Piper should be in this top five. I, I mean, because Piper, I mean, well, one, he like I think the difference between him and Hogan is uh, if we take they live off of the table for a second. Piper mm -hmm. has an established B movie career. Like it's not yeah. a you know, he was like, they live is unequivocally the, the biggest thing that he ever did. But mm -hmm. like he worked steadily in B movies and was a cherished B movie actor for sure. Like, you know, in a way that like Hogan is not a cherished B movie actor. His movies just ended up being B movies. <laughs> but like right. Piper was That's taking right. roles in horror movies and stuff and sci-fi movies and things like that playing like no kind of like bruce campbell or someone like that I was like just he was, gonna say bruce campbell that's funny you read my mail yeah yeah i think there's kind of like so if you if you like rate him on that level i think that he really is like i think the people who know know him you know what i mean if that makes sense like if if that's your jam and you're into those kind of genre movies like you you like piper you know piper <laughs> Also, yeah, just, totally. And like he, he's someone who had, <clears throat> who had kind of, um, a mind for it, you know, like he, 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 you know, he made choices according to characters, which isn't at the time. I mean, basically the uh, professional wrestling at the time was you had a gimmick and then you played on that gimmick and then you would cut promos on that gimmick. And that's pretty much it. But, you know, I would say Roddy Piper and Jake the Snake. Those are the two guys that took characters to different levels of like, I'm not just going to be goofy in my character. 
I'm going to have a gimmick, but my character is going to be something different. You know, I got a snake in this bag or I wear a kilt isn't enough. I have to actually act. And, um, and yeah, I think, I think Piper was able to foray that he's, he saw that he could make that work in B movies because it, it's fun. You're just making choices and it's to entertain an audience and to put that on film. I think, yeah, he did a, he did a fantastic job. Yeah. And, yeah, to to go back to to what you were saying, I I think that like possibly of everyone we brought up, he might be the best pure actor of anyone on this list. Yeah, I think I think it might be right. Is that the to the detriment of anyone else that we've talked about? He's just I just think he was really really good. No, he was good. And then also since I said to put a pen in it, now that we can just talk about They Live, which also is still memes. Like that movie got memed even though it existed well before. Yeah. <laughs> These were a thing like you those They Live uh gifts uh still are there, you know, for for everyone to enjoy. I mean, like no, that movie's great and he's great in it. Uh yeah. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of uh, character actors, Keith David, who is one of the most celebrated character actors, is playing aside from them, and he's holding his own against Keith and David, yeah, who can destroy any role you give to him. And then that, that uh, we should do a whole show on John Carpenter. The, like the he filmed that entire fight between them in the alley. That was, and it's so unnecessary and so distracting from what's going on in the actual movie. But it was, it was too much fun. It was too much fun not to film that whole fight. It was ridiculous. It was like a 10 minute fight. Man, you're just, remi- you're reminding me that like it was one of the movies that I wanted to watch in October and I didn't get to it. And now I'm really like, I need to go watch They Live for sure. Hey, man, you can watch it during Gobble Gobble season. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, all right. So he's making the list. So that means we got one We got one spot left. And we got to decide between John Cena and Jesse the Body Ventura. Look, I think... I think Jesse Ventura was a, a wrestler who was in movies... And is now kind of a kook. I, just, I think John way, Cena. I think John Cena is a movie star. Honestly, I just remember. Remember when he ran for governor that he pivoted to calling himself Jesse the Mind Venture. I do remember that. <laughs> I had forgotten right. that. That's but, right. But sorry, I was undercutting your point. I didn't mean to. It just it hit me because I called him Jesse no, the Mind okay. Venture. I remember yeah. when he was the governor and he did a, like a promo with Vince McMahon and still wouldn't shake his hand. <laughs> This is hilarious. Well, if I can look, you know, we we try, try so hard not to talk about politics. But I want to say one thing about Jesse Ventura, because I tend to agree with you uh, that it should probably be Cena in this last spot. So before Mm -hmm. we dismiss him, the one thing that I do want to give Jesse Ventura credit for that I think is an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Uh, and that it's something that uh, John Oliver has talked about within recent time. It's something that okay. Andrew Yang weighed in on, which what? is that <laughs> wrestlers in the WWE are considered independent contractors, which is a complete uh, bullshit classification that's yeah. exploiting yeah. our labor laws. They they can't be independent contractors because they don't meet two of the criteria, which is that they. Um, they can't work anywhere else and mm-hmm. uh they are essential to the business they are the business you're not allowed to be an independent contractor if it's a wrestling organization and you're the wrestlers like it your job has to like the company has to be able to exist without your job for you to be an independent contractor so they don't fit the criteria but that's what they've always been classified as it's been andrew yang actually weighed in on it because of uh, they recently like did this really dickish thing where a lot of wrestlers had uh, Twitch channels and like YouTube streams and stuff like that. Cameos, like things to make uh, extra money. And the WWE told them they're not allowed to have those anymore. Um, the fuck out of here. Yeah. So there, like there's a lot of shitty stuff with that. So I say all that to say <laughs> Jesse Ventura is and honestly Piper too was pretty vocal about it. They were two of the guys that really were the first to talk about unionizing and wrestling and, and to try right, to right. advocate for 
um, you know, like better rights for wrestlers. So they were both pioneers in that, which is I know that was like a, a divergence. But since we're talking about yeah. wrestling so much, I, I do want to bring that up because I love wrestling and I really highly recommend the John Oliver piece because it was clear that he loves wrestling, too. Uh, but it's <laughs> it's fucked up the way that like wrestlers are treated by the industry. So, yeah, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. They, I, they, yeah, I think we have all the evidence to suggest that they are hung out to dry. Uh, but yeah, and Piper, man, like there's a, a honestly he's in the the John Oliver piece. Like there's some heartbreaking footage of him talking about like later in life, you know, some of the medical stuff and everything. Anyway, Oof. I brought this show down and I apologize. But no, it's okay. It's okay. But I think we, it's we came, we came we came here to make this list and chew bubblegum. And we're <laughs> all out of the list, honestly. I think we did it. Yeah. No, I no, I I think I think we did if I have the order right, is it The Rock, Dave Batista, Andre the Giant, then Cena and Piper or Piper and Cena? I wrote Piper and Cena, but I, I guess I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Because I think I'll say this about Cena is that I think if you if you're looking at this list, uh, you know, well, and I mean, Piper and Andre the Giant are both no longer with us. But like yeah. with The Rock and Batista, I feel like they're pretty set. But Cena has the potential to still be a bigger movie star than he is right now. I think he's like possibly on a cusp of bigger fame, but I don't think he's quite broken. Yes. Through. And I, and this this sounds like a joke, but I'm being serious. I think what's going on with John Cena is roles that he would be good in. The Rock is playing those roles. Yes. So he doesn't get to play those roles in those blockbusters. And it's it's worth considering, too, that The Rock, like, it's it's paved over now. But The Rock's early movie career was I, I really thought he like there, there felt like a time when it seemed like he wasn't going to make it. <laughs> And acting because yeah. he did the Scorpion King, which wasn't very yeah. good. And then he did a lot of like race to Witch Mountain or whatever. He did like a yeah, lot of did, like he went straight into the kids movies like the shit that Schwarzenegger was doing in the early to mid 90s after all of his action stuff in the 80s. The Rock started there. It's like, yeah. I'll just get this out of the way and I'll do, you know, the Tooth Fairy and race to Witch Mountain. I'll just I'll just do that now. But yeah, it really took like probably the Fast and the Furious movies and, uh, you know, the Jumanji stuff for him to really solidify himself. Because even before that, he was doing like he did Doom. Remember Doom? Like that was bad. I remember Doom. Yeah. Carl Urban and Doom. I'll, you know what? The Rundown was good. The Rundown yes. is a movie I can actually watch every once in a while and always enjoy. That's a fun movie. No, I think The Rundown is legit good. Walking Tall was very watchable. <laughs> Like it was, it was like a watchable. It was, a, it was that's a weird movie to remake. It is. Yeah. Well, it's a weird movie to remake because it's based on a guy's real life. And then they really like played fast and loose with the reality and the re like it was, it's a weird yeah. movie, but, but yeah. it was fine. But he was, he really kind of struggled. I feel like for a while to find his footing and then now he really has it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In spades. The guy's he's probably, you know, as far as um, as far as box office numbers go, he's the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah. We also haven't talked about Moana at all. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I forgot about Moana. Yeah. Uh, they even let him sing in that movie, which. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> That's right. He's got some pipes. You guys got some pipes. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's character. Okay. He's a character singer. I don't think he's a... He doesn't have, like, a range. He he can sing as The Rock, I think. Hey, look, we didn't... Um, that's a good... <clears throat> that's a good segue into uh, teasing what our next week's episode is going to be about, because another voice in Moana is Troy Palamalu. And so next week, we'll be talking about football players who became <laughs> actors, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta really look into that. Although... <laughs> You know what, though? Can I call it off now? Because uh -huh. uh, you realize that if we do football players who became actors, that we have to talk about O.J. Simpson, right? Oh. <laughs> it's a flaw in this plan. Shit. Well, we, t we talked about Hulk Hogan. You know what? Hulk Hogan, not a murderer. 
That is the nicest thing that's been said about him in like the last 10 years, I think. But according to the state of California, neither is OJ Simpson. So you're right. This whole this whole thing becomes yeah. becomes weird. So maybe not. Shut it I down. Just to, I honestly just wanted to talk about Fred Williamson because he's one of my he's one of my favorite actors and he doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else who else is there? I, well, I mean, if we just, you know what we can talk about? I'll spend an hmm. hour next week just talking about Peyton Manning's weird commercials where he lives in Peytonville and like <laughs> talks about all the people that live in there and okay. seems to only exist in the, I think he's living, he's living in Peytonville, right? Like that's the implication of those commercials. He sleeps there, right? Yeah. No, totally. Totally. He resides solely in Peytonville. <laughs> and it's just like. I don't know why. What is it? Brad Paisley? That's the guy's name, right? I think like he's just doing wellness checks on Peyton Manning. <laughs> that, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what those commercials are. <laughs> You're my best friend. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like, yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> you know, I mean... Mm. Great SNL host. By the way, so was The Rock, by the way. We could just talk about athletes and wrestlers who have hosted SNL. Could definitely do that. <laughs> yep, we'll do that. We'll do that the week after. Wait, no, we're doing not doing the football thing. We'll do that next week. Also, by the way, don't need to in any way adjust this list, but it just hit me that we didn't talk about Triple H, who starred in Blade Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think still good. I was gonna when you said when you were like y your your case is made and accepted for uh for the stunner, but that's what always comes to mind as uh, as a the great pedigree? finisher. Is the, the the pedigree looks devastating? Like it, it looks absolutely frightening to accept that move. Oh no, the pedigree is great. I think it's just yeah. Like okay, so new plan next week. We're just gonna gonna come up with the top five wrestling oh, finishers. finishers. Yes! Yeah, we're doing it. We're gonna talk. Oh, dude, you know who we didn't talk about? Oh my god, uh -oh, we can't end this uh -oh. show. You know who we oh, no. forgot to mention, and I will not end this show because someone, probably Andy, is yelling at us the whole time. We didn't yep. once talk about Macho Man Randy Savage, star of uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Spider yeah. Yeah. Bonesaw. <laughs> yeah. We forgot Macho um, Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Cena's off the list. <laughs> <laughs> you come back when you've been in a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yeah. I remember when that happened because that dropped the, the same spring... It might have been the same weekend, if not the same month of April. Um, uh, the Mummy, the Mummy Returns came out, which oh right, yeah, stars yeah. the Rock came out as Spider Man, and I remember you calling me and saying, "Macho Man's movie beat the Rock's movie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, never forget, man. He yeah, he, he had that first success before like. <laughs> Bonesaw. Bonesaw. <laughs> I love it. You know who who introduced him? Who introduced Bonesaw when he oh, came man, into the do, ring? Bruce Campbell. We yeah, Bruce Campbell, we, baby. We put a we put a bow on this whole thing. Like, yeah. Oh man. Also, look, the other thing that he definitely tops John Cena in is rap careers. So Yeah, you know what? Oh Jesus. We got to reevaluate Cena, this whole thing. You're gone. I couldn't see you on this list, anyways. Hey, we did it. Three. Hey. <laughs> so remember, question everything. Bonzo.
Oh, I forgot to talk about Baby Yoda being canceled for genocide. I don't care. That was the most fun. <laughs> Hobo Radio is a production of HoboTrashCan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.